This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I take your thoughts and comments on the Yates Morning Center chat line, your reaction to Texas Tech basketball. We'll get to uh, some of that as well this morning, uh, throughout the morning, I should say, as uh, Tech loses to KU last night, 75-72 to 72 at United Supermarkets Arena. Uh, Jamie, they continue to... Uh, support and work with and uh, hope and pray for DeMar Hamlin. Uh, his family uh, uh, reading this morning and even last night uh, driving from uh, their homes in, uh, in Pittsburgh to uh, Cincinnati to, uh, to be with him. His uncle saying they once they realized the gravity of the situation, uh, loaded up two carloads and basically headed um, to Cincinnati. Uh, saying that they know he's still there, he's fighting, um, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, they're, they're concerned about some lung damage. Um, article I read this morning, he's about 10% on oxygen, uh, so I guess 50% on his own. Uh, obviously remains in critical condition. And, and really maybe more, as you see more and more reaction from players and coaches and, and former players, may, maybe this for, for all of them is more of a, realization of vulnerability um and you you wonder about the you know this the mental health side of this and the ramifications not only for his teammates and and his family but also you know other players around the league and and uh, you know they have postponed this game they said they're not going to play this game this week i don't know if they can play this game um just from a logistics standpoint um but you saw a number of teams that canceled their media availabilities yesterday but I just wonder what the long-term and, and you know um, aspect of this is going to be um, for for these players in the National Football League and how they'll how they'll look at their situations kind of moving forward because it is obviously extremely scary when you have a young man still fighting for his life. Yeah, I mean maybe it's uh, maybe it hits a little closer to home. Maybe it's uh, you know right there in their face a little bit more than normal. But I mean we've seen over the years that it, I mean, it's pretty well proven that, that football is not good for your, for your, for your health, both physically, mm-hmm. mentally after the game is over because of the pounding that you take. Right. And how that can right. lead to brain injuries and all sorts of stuff that, uh, you know, with your body that lingers after your career is over. And I don't know that we've seen a, you know, a large amount, percentage of football players say yeah it's not for me we've seen guys here or there that have said you know what i'm gonna retire early um or we've seen a few guys that have just said you know what it's not worth it um but that's few and far between and so i i, I think in first and foremost i don't even know if this and i i could be wrong i mean i guess we'll find out at some point but i don't even know if this is a football injury Right, I mean, he went into cardiac arrest. I, I don't know if that happened because he was playing football, or if it could have happened in, in, anywhere. Um, so, I I think that if you're one of those players and you're making millions of dollars and you're getting to play the sport you love playing and you're providing your family and you're living large and all that, I don't know that how many of them are going to look at this and say, I don't know if I should do this anymore, because I think a lot of them, one way or another, are going to say, well. I mean, it happened to him. It's not going to happen to me. Or, yeah. well, it wasn't even a football thing. 
you know, he just had a, an underlying condition. And again, I don't know if the football factored into it. And may, maybe it, I think I'm sure at some point we'll find out. Um, or if he had an underlying, you know, previous condition. And again, these mm-hmm. are things I think we'll find out at some point. And so we'll have a little bit more clarity on this. But I think it's got to scare a lot of football players. Um, no question. I don't think it suddenly makes football players say, you know what, I'm going to retire. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't think so either. I think it's more the, you know, I think they realize going into these you know, games that, you know, there's a, they're a hit away from their career ending or, you know, God forbid, you know, a, a debilitating injury of, you know, a, a neck injury that, that leaves them, you know, paralyzed. We've seen, we've seen that over the years. We've seen that few and far between. We just haven't seen a football player be in that situation where they're doing cardiac arrest and, and his uncle saying that they had to bring him back once on the field and once again when they got to the hospital. We've just not seen that. And that, that I think, takes it to a completely never other, another level when you don't think about, okay, I could have a knee injury or I could have a shoulder injury or a head injury. I could concuss. I'll just deal with it and do the best I can. But I don't think you walk into those arenas thinking somebody's going to lose their life or that one of those players is thinking, hey, I could, I could lose my life here today. And you're right. We don't know. We don't know if he's had a heart condition. We don't know if it was the hit at the right place at the right time. And it was just one of those things. Uh, that'll be something for uh, doctors to determine uh, later on. But, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's usually it's, we, we see this more with, um, with basketball, you know, with um, – you know, with the enlarged hearts, you know, you think of, you know, Hank Gathers, uh, obviously, uh, from, from way back in the day. And there have been NBA players who have had, you know, basically a sudden death uh, on a basketball court or a practice court. Haven't necessarily seen in an NBA game. The Hank Gathers deal was in uh, Reg- was a college game. And- Reggie Lewis was, the, was Reg- the Celtics player. Right. Yeah, he, and that, I think that happened in a practice or right. a pickup game or, or something something like that. But you know, the other, and I don't know if you ever saw this movie because it came out in 1975, and they and they remade it. But there was a movie called Rollerball, and um, it starred James Caan. And basically, it was like uh, remember roller derby on? Uh, did you ever watch the Los Angeles T-Birds where they had the roller derby and they had you know a number of teams from around the country? They had them, and I think they had one in Dallas, and probably had one in New York. And and anyway. It basically is a it's 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 football, but it's football, and this was the setting was 2018. But you know the, the bottom line was um, a lot of guys did not leave that uh, arena alive, and uh, you know it was a it was a very violent uh, sport. But it just I don't know. I hearken back to the movie Rollerball um, the other night uh, when it uh, when you kind of. And it just, you know, it's one of those deals. If you've never seen it, if you've, you've seen it, you might go, "Oh yeah, you know, that kind kind of kind of reminds me of that from from back in the day." But it was, uh, it basically had this these guys on motorized uh, scooters or whatnot that was went at a high flying deal around this rink, and they had this ball that was like a steel ball and a cannon, and there was a point system. But basically, basically, you either survived or died. Was the bottom line. <laughs> And, how, very, and this reminded you of Monday Night How because 
Well, because just of, just of how violent that how violent that movie was and how shocking that movie was, it was just that it was it wasn't. I didn't remind me Monday night of that. It just over the last you know twenty four hours or so, it's like it just kind of reminded me of like oh that movie Rollerball. It's like it was very futuristic, um, but it was one of those deals where you could be severely injured or even killed or or put into a basically a coma is what happened in the. James Kahn played this guy by the name of Jonathan E. And there was a there was one game that was going to be played without penalties, substitutions, and no time limit in the hopes that Jonathan E. would be killed because he was popular and he had been a player for a long time. And um, it uh, he threatened to uh, underlie the agenda of rollerball to demonstrate the futility of individualism. It was very it was a I don't know fascinating gladiator gladiator type of uh, futuristic. Um, sport. Okay. Anyway, it's very. Chuck it's, isn't it's crazy here. Movie. I've seen the movie he's talking about. Yeah, that sounds all right. You, you, you think you think I'm on tar- target there a little bit, Jeff? I don't know if you're on target, but I know the movie you're talking. I, about. I just say I'm I'm not making the connection with it in Monday Night, but it sounds like an interesting movie. Uh, the only connection with me was it was violent and it was there was uh, was just horribly uh, it was. A horrible ending uh and it's just uh, i don't know just kind of the there was an intersection of those two worlds for me a little bit over the last 24 hours or so the morning drive podcast from double t 97.3 is presented by cantex roofing and construction today is january the 4th 2022 here is jeff mcguire with the stay in sports history checking in jack 2020 yeah, stay in sports history. this day in sports history january the 4th 2022 here is 23 jack Oh, I'm sorry. God. <laughs> You'll get there. You know, I had it. I had it. I had it in my brain to do that, and then when you said "check again, Chuck," I was like, "Oh, is there some? Is there something wrong?" And uh, yeah, of course, there's something wrong. I got the wrong doggone year two days in a row. That's okay. I'll get it. I'll get it right. I'll get it right tomorrow, Jamie. I think you have. Um, I think you have a grace period of one week. Yeah. But we can okay. point out this week and be like, we can fix it, so we can yeah. reinforce yeah. good habits. Because I think if I was if I was the one saying the year, I would do I would have done the same thing. So I'm going to give you a grace period of one week. I appreciate that. Yeah. You're kind. You're a kind soul. Yeah, because okay. I mean it's it's difficult, and every year it's the same thing. I, I mean I always mess it up for a while. 1942. We will start, gentlemen. Seven-time National League batting champion. Rogers Hornsby is the 14th player selected to the Baseball Hall of Fame. 1957, the Dodgers buy a 44-passenger twin-engine airplane for $775,000. I wonder what they would use that for. (laughs) 1976, NFC Champion. Bless you. 1976 NFC Championship game took place at LA Memorial Coliseum. Dallas Cowboys beat the Los Angeles Rams 37 to 7. The AFC Championship game also took place on this day in 76, and the Pittsburgh Steelers beat the Oakland Raiders 16 to 10. 1984, Edmonton beats Minnesota 12 to 8 in the highest scoring modern NHL game. People got their money's worth from that one. Yeah, they did. 
1986, Los Angeles Rams running back Eric Dickerson scores twice as he rushes for an NFL postseason record of 248 yards in a 20 to nothing victory over the Dallas Cowboys in the NFC Divisional Playoff in Anaheim, California. In the year 2000, a day after accepting the head coaching position of the New York Jets, Bill Belichick resigns and takes the same position with the New England Patriots. Have you seen the the, the, the stuff from thirty the thirty for thirty on that? I mean, it's just that was just a fascinating debacle that took place there with the the Jets and Parcells and and then Belichick ending up being with the uh, with the Patriots. It's crazy. Yeah, I've not seen it. And in 2001, Washington Wizards forward Michael Jordan becomes the fourth player in NBA history to score 30,000 career points, hits a free throw in the second quarter with an uh, of an 89-83 win against his old team, the Chicago Bulls. Yeah, just let's just call it like it really is, okay? Um, not Washington Wizards guard. It's Chicago Bulls guard who's playing for the Washington Wizards. I mean, he was on the Wizards at that point. He will always be a bull. It is National Spaghetti Day. Spaghetti with uh, hamburgers, uh, meat, or uh, sausage? Yes. Hamburger. I'm with Jeff. I can do do either. Uh, Happy birthday. Double T97.3 Coors Light Post Game Show host. Garrett Luft is 40 today. Nice. And happy birthday, Chicago White Sox and former Red Raider baseball pitcher Davis Martin is 26 today. Derek Henry is also 29, and Chris Bryant is 31. And on this day, Chuck, in 1974, President, President Richard Nixon refuses to hand over tape recordings and documents that had been subpoenaed by the Senate Watergate Committee, marking the beginning of the end of his presidency. Nixon would resign from his office in disgrace eight months later. Mm-hmm. That is this day in sports history. Uh, Jamie Davis Martin, what's his what's his upside this next year? Maybe Jeff maybe has, has this answer too since he's a White Sox. Uh, I, I think we'll see him get a shot with the big league club at the beginning of the year. I don't know whether or not. This is where Jeff could help. I don't know whether or not they pencil him in to be one of their rotation guys, um, but I definitely th- think we'll see him spend, you know, the majority of the season and have a chance to stay up with the big club. I mean, they predominantly used him last year as like the sixth starter. Yeah. And then they really haven't replenished that rotation after losing a big key piece. So there's a position available yeah. uh, that he has the, a chance to go grab. Uh from all of the the White Sox beat guys, they really liked what they saw from Davis last year. So that was nice to see. Yeah, they just didn't go deep into games. But maybe that's kind of how baseball is now. Uh, A little bit. and Teams don't want that. It's also the getting his arm ready for major leagues at that level. Not wanting to to rush it because the White Sox are still very high on him. They just need to get him ready. And we no longer have a buffoon running the team. So there's a chance that he may get to go longer in games. (laughs) Uh, Bullfighter weighs in. He says, "What I share a birthday was with an awesome former Tech pitcher, uh, pitcher and Lufty. I didn't know that uh, Garrett Luft was Lufty, but uh, we'll we'll take that." Uh, the other thing I would say about Garrett Luft, Jamie, aside from you, 
and I mean this as a complete compliment to both of you guys, uh, I'm sure you were uh, as mature or even more mature than him at age 40. And Garrett Luff has got to be the most mature 40-year-old that I think I've ever met. <laughs> I would agree with you wholeheartedly on Garrett Luft. I don't think I've, I should be put into that category. <laughs> but I definitely agree with you in, on Garrett. <laughs> you know, I mean, he is... Uh, he is a 50-year-old, 40-year-old guy. I mean, he's he seems like he's got it all all together. Uh, every once in a while, he, gets, uh, he twists off a little bit on the double T97.3 Coors Light postgame show, but he's he's for the most part got it uh, got it together. All right, it's uh, just before seven here this morning on the morning drive. We'll get back to uh, Texas Tech basketball as they lost last night, 75-72. Uh, to KU at United Supermarkets Arena. Disappointing loss, obviously. Uh, we'll uh, get into some of the semantics of it and uh, should a foul have been called. And is this a case of uh, uh, officials swallowing their whistles for uh, for KU? That uh, that seems to be the case uh, over the years. And, uh, you know, I guess I don't know that they've earned that, but for whatever reason, they get that, Jamie. Oh, boy. I, I, don't, uh, I don't think anybody's earn the right to I mean to get calls oh, I, I mean I, I don't either it just seems like it just team, seems like, like whatever reason I get Tony like I get Tony Gwynn you know trusting his eyesight at the plate and all that and his plate discipline and all that but um, I, I don't know how you can't call foul on the on the Bacho situation there at the end yeah. I mean it clearly the officials are watching the ball and I guess just didn't see it just just weren't looking at that which Again, that's somebody's job. Some somebody failed it's miserably there. Yeah, it's 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 hard to uh, it's hard to understand that. Yeah, I didn't. I, just, I, mean, uh, I didn't think the rest of the game was officiated poorly I, for the most part. I mean, there's calls both ways that you question, but yeah, I thought they were. I thought they were pretty good. There was there was definitely one that they called a jump ball on KU that there was a you know a grab of the arm that could have been called a foul. But I mean, that's basketball. But this one at the end, I mean it. It is huge in a one-point game. Absolutely huge. Yeah, no and I'm not saying you no want the game to be decided by a play away from the ball, but uh, if the guy makes a stupid foul, he makes a stupid foul. Send the man to the free throw line. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. With Jamie Lint and Jeff McGuire, I'm Chuck Hines. Uh, Texas Tech and uh, Kansas weren't the only teams in action last night. K-State won 116 to 103 over number six Texas down in Austin. Uh, Jamie, the 219 total points according to ESPN, the third most ever scored in a Big 12 game. Uh, The only games outranking it involved multiple overtime games. Uh, It was also the most points an unranked team has scored over a top 10 team since Loyola Marymount lost to number 10, uh, LSU, 122 to 114 in uh, 1990. K-State also set the mark for most points ever scored by an unranked team in a road win over a top 10 team. And that goes back to the Associated Press Bowl, which began in the 1948-49 season. Wow. So, that's a big, that's a big win. Now, Jerome Tang, their coach, he said after the game, we gave up 103 points. That's what I'm concerned about. It sounds like a defensive coach, doesn't it? That sounds like a coach. It's a good answer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're 13-1 and one 
Uh, last year in uh, at in, at K State under Bruce Weber, they won 14. Um, and I'm I'm not going to get into the comparison of the schedule because I don't know. But the bottom line is, uh, they have eight new guys, uh, including Marquise Noel, who had uh, 36 points. Uh, Keontae Johnson had 28, nine rebounds and five assists as uh, K-State beats uh, Texas last night, who lose their first game without Chris Beard, who's still suspended indefinitely without pay uh, following his arrest on December the 12th. So I, I don't think that hastens a decision on Chris Beard. I think still think the decision on Chris Beard is related to uh, money and settlement more than it is uh, anything else. But big win last night for K-State. Huge win. I mean, it's, you know, as excited as you are to watch the Longhorns or hear about the Longhorns losing, then you immediately are saying to yourself, oh, wait, I thought that was one of those teams that we should be able sure. to sweep. And now you're like, oh, man, that's going to be a challenge too. It just kind of speaks to the whole no nights off in the Big 12. Uh, Tang said this also after the game. He said, all the guys on our rosters are winners. Uh, they've won eight state championships. They've won multiple NC NCAA tournament games. They came here because they wanted to win. Credit goes to them. Oh, and, and credit goes to him, too. I mean, he's put together a great roster, and uh, and they, they will support that uh, up there. I mean, they will they will definitely get behind this basketball team, and that will make uh, Bramlage Coliseum, uh, or as some like to, to call it, the Octagon of Doom, uh, truly uh, an octagon of something but uh it'll be it'll, it'll make it a tough place to play there's there is no question about that mm, looks like they're much better than we expected much better than we expected uh there is big 12 basketball uh tonight as well including texas tech's next opponent uh as oklahoma uh is in action tonight and the red raiders will face oklahoma on saturday night and we'll have uh have that for you on the double t 97.3 coverage begins at five uh, the tip at six, and uh, Oklahoma tonight will play host to Iowa State. Iowa State is ranked 25th, and they're 10 and 2 on the season. And a couple of ranked teams will play tonight in Waco, number 17, TCU, and the Baylor Bears, who are number 19, and two years off their national championship. They're 10 and 3. Uh, Baylor's favored by five and a half points going into this one. Continue to take your Thoughts and comments on the Yates Sporting Center chat line. Go to double97.3.com for that or the mobile app. Benchmark hotline is open as well. Go to 806-771-0973. Uh, somebody says this, Jamie. The officials huddled at the seven-second timeout and made the decision to swallow the whistle because they were in the huddle there. Yeah, I, I'm, I was not Sorry, in the huddle. Up. I guess this, this guy was this. in the huddle, so I yeah, I was, sarcastic. Oh, no, I was not. Is complete uh, complete sarcasm there. Um, I'm sure if there was that much contact while Isaac's was up in the air releasing the ball, he would have got the foul call. You know, it's the sad part is there's a clear advantage gained, you know, through contact. That knocked the ball away from him, but again, and from my eyes, and especially when you watch it on replay, it you know, it, to me, Isaac's right arm is the one that's hooking and creating the contact. Then the two get together and they both fall. 
Yeah, and then and then you kind of look at uh, you know the, the the bacho aspect of that as well. Now you 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 could make a case, of course, if bacho's if if there's a foul called and bacho goes to the free throw line, then there's never the fast break and and bacho and the collision that that occurs uh, underneath the KU basket at the other end. Because you you could make a case there probably should have been a foul called on on bacho, or or do you do you think that? Yeah, yes, all of what you said, except I, I don't, you know, sometimes when you say you can make a case, that's like meaning it's subjective or whatever. No, 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 no. He definitely was fouled, and uh, he he definitely would have no, gone no, no. to the free throw line, and there definitely wouldn't have been the breakaway layup that he ultimately ends up hurting himself. <laughs> so, yeah, it would have definitely changed things. No, no, what I meant was is that, Bacho could have been called for a foul on the other end of the court, but they didn't. They didn't call a foul on him either. I mean, because there, there was a lot of contact as the, both those guys went up to the rim. But it, he, all fouls are been... all fouls are not created equal. And what I mean yeah, by true. that is it Bacho's and, and and you're right. There was contact there, and that could have been called a foul. It didn't affect the outcome of the game. No, 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 no. Okay, no, the not, the not one at, at the not other not end of the floor. 100 percent affected the outcome of the game absolutely yeah. absolutely that's why i say absolutely. all fouls are not created equal no no and it's like well you can't say well tit for tat there because uh, it wasn't uh it wasn't an equal call there because what happened on your end of the floor <clears throat> was uh criminal i mean it should have there should have been a foul call um Let's see. Um, criminal this, seems a uh, little from, harsh. Huh? Criminal seems a little harsh. I don't want. Well, I yeah. don't know that I want referees yeah. put away. Handing out uh, tickets or uh, arrest reports <laughs> from uh, from officials. <laughs> no, there's there is that. <clears throat> uh, let's see. Uh, I mean, as mentioned earlier, though, you, you did miss two wide open dunks. And a couple of fast breaks in this game where you couldn't get the ball to the guy running to the hoop. There were lots of other opportunities other than that foul to get more offense going in your game. Yeah, but I mean, it's not like you in every game you don't miss easy shots. It happens. It does. Yeah. But to blame it just on that foul, and I don't. I'm oh, not no, saying that's all what we're doing here, but there was a lot more to no. it. Than that. Yeah, no, I, I hear what you're saying. Uh, somebody says this, you know, if you don't give up all those uncontested threes, that no call is not that big a deal. You're right. You're right. Uh, Jordan says this, Jalen Wilson was shooting over three people last night and draining threes. That no call is not that big a deal. Oh, excuse me. That, uh, he was shooting over three three people, draining threes. He was on last night. We put ourselves in bad looks. Yeah, you put yourself in some only bad in the looks. Only in the first half. Did he even score in the second half? Uh, or maybe had two, maybe had twelve at halftime and fourteen for the game. Yeah, Tech yeah. Tech really clamped down on him, or he or he just missed shots in the second half. He was knocking them down at all. Uh, let's see here. We can complain about the officiating all we want, but the simple fact of all this is Tech didn't do enough to hold on to the early lead and finish. Yeah, that's that's a that's a fair comment. Uh, somebody said Coach Adams needs to uncross those arms and start coaching better. That's the problem, Jamie, is that Coach Adams has his arms crossed. <laughs> that is the problem. <laughs> I thought it was because the fire wasn't hot enough last night for the starting lineups. Oh. 
Was there a problem with the fire last night? I have no idea. I was just making a joke. Oh, okay. No. Well, because, I mean, I, I, I love it. Uh, the fire love the is fire. very cool. Um, yes. It, it's very, very cool. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. All right, Jamie, what you got? All right, I'll go Red Raider basketball here, and I'll go a question that we were basically asked early on in the show. Chuck, Jeff, and our fine listening audience, do you still feel like the Red Raider basketball team will make the NCAA tournament? Absolutely. Uh, I think think you're uh, a possession or two away from winning uh, two basketball games and, you know, know, one on the road and, and one at home against the number three team in the country. And, you know, I mean, if you can keep doing what you did last night uh, with the way you shot the ball, the way you protected, took care of the basketball, I mean, you're going to have to play better defense, okay? That's, that's a given, but not everybody's going to have the ability that, that, that Kansas had last night. So I, I think as you, as you go through this, there, there's no question in my mind you'll be a tournament team. Not quite as confident as Chuck is on the 100% certainty that it feels like he's saying. Mm-hmm. Um I still have hope that they're going to make it. I still see a, a definite path. Fardoz is not on this team yet. And I I can't imagine him not being a huge factor with this team going forward once he gets there. And there'll be a lot of basketball left, assuming he gets here in the next couple of weeks, to play in Big 12 play to make that turnaround to get some of these wins back. So I'm like 85% sure yes, you're going you to make a tournament. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm still in the... This team can do it. Yeah, I think I'm closer to where Jeff is. I think it's I think it's still highly likely. I don't think my confidence level is is where Chuck's is. Um, but I, I do think that you're going first off, you you've you've had a tough schedule to start with in Big Twelve play, so I don't think you should panic after two decently close losses here in, in Big Twelve action. So uh, the schedule will get a little bit easier for you. You'll get a little bit healthier. You know, you're playing so many young guys that will get, you would like to think, will get a little bit more seasoned and uh, can get, um, you know, get you playing a little bit better than you're playing right now. But, yeah, I think I'm I think I'm think closer to Jeff. And, you know, 80 to 85% is probably where I would be. Definitely above seventy five percent, but probably below ninety percent. What if um, what if AMAC doesn't play this year? It's a good question. It's a good question. Um, you know, at some point you wonder. I mean, is he going to say, "Why come back for a month? Mm-hmm. Why don't I just mm-hmm. sit out and have next year?" Especially if uh, I can, kind of, especially if I can make another half a million dollars, almost uh, with it through NIL. Yeah, I don't know what the specific number is, but it's big. There's no question about it. And uh, you know, you just look at this and go, "Okay, your next game will be January the seventh. That's Saturday. You have 16 games left. He's not going to play Saturday. Probably not going to play Tuesday." Is the first time he's going to play at Texas on January the 14th, or is it going to be January the 17th? Well, now we're talking, 
you're now you're a two, four, six games in. Now you're talking twelve games left. You know of your, you know, thirty-something game schedule, and uh, obviously, and plus Big Twelve play, and and plus, uh, you know, any NCAA tournament play. I guess I just look at this at, at some point, Jamie. Are you going to go? Hey, we're going to have a really good team in theory if everybody stays, and you'll add some pieces as well. But are you going to be going? Eh, it's better for us to see what we can do with this year's team. Let's go as far as we can go in the Big 12 and go as far as we can go in the tournament. But we have a better chance to make a bigger run next year with a really healthy AMAC as opposed to a guy that's trying to get himself in shape during the season. I, I just, I'm beginning to think we're not going to see him this year. And I'm okay with that. And you are confident he's going to stay here for next year. Oh, I don't know. I've not talked to him. I mean, I've not t- talked to any of the particulars. Um, th- there's probably no guarantees on that. Um, yeah, I'm not feeling super confident on that. Okay. If he doesn't play this year and that he uses it as a redshirt year because of his injury, which he would have the right to do if he's if he's still banged up or whatever and say, mm-hmm. I don't want to just – I don't want to blow my one year on 12 games. Um. Man, I, I, my confidence level of him sticking around is not real high in that in in that situation. So you think he'd go to somebody else that could? I mean, obviously anybody could use him uh, with his with his size and his his projected ability uh, to play uh, at this level. Um, so maybe he would say, "Oh, so and so has a better chance to win than Texas Tech does, so I'm going to go there." Yeah, I guess it's I guess in today's world that's. Uh, that's fair. I hate to see that, uh, especially after literally all that you have invested in him, uh, whether it's, it's us or donors or, you know, the, the collective or whomever. I mean, Texas Tech has money invested in him as well in terms of getting him to re- rehab from an injury and, you know, all, all that, that they have provided. It would be very disappointing um, if, that, uh, if that took place. But That would be I, a I, kick I just, to the midsection of epic proportions. No doubt, no, no doubt. Um, but I, I do think at some point in time, it's like if you get to if you get to the end of January and he still hasn't played, because you're just going to have to go. What does it make sense for him to come back? And I would have to say no. It doesn't make sense for him to come back. Well, and that's you where sure would like some guarantees that he's going to play for you. And that's where NIL changes things completely because if NIL's not there, he's saying, "Well, I might as well go ahead and play because yeah, I, I want to go make money next year." And so whether that's in the NBA or going to play overseas, I'm going to complete my eligibility here, and then I'm going to just go go on and play. Well, now you're saying, well, you don't have to go off and make money. You can make a lot of money here. Or yeah, I have Zager, a hard time believing Baylor, that he would whatever. Be a, I have a hard time believing that he'd be an NBA player without having played this year. Yeah, no, I, I'm right there with you. I mean... It, Needing to play a guy even for a short period of time, though, isn't anything new to college sports. We've been having this discussion for 10 years because no one, you can get fired waiting for next year. And I'm not saying Mark Adams is in any way danger of being fired. But if you're like, oh, we'll we'll just redshirt him this year and use him next year, and then you go out, you don't even make the, uh, the NIT, then everyone's wondering what's going on when you're like, well, guys, we just put all these guys in redshirts. So, you need to win now. And if he can help you at the end of January, first week of February, you're going to play him now. 
Yeah, I think we've reached a point with this program where if you go to the NIT, that's an abject failure uh, of epic proportions. Sure. Now maybe maybe I'm no. maybe I'm thinking too highly there. I don't know. It no, I, like, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. If you ended up in the NIT like, this year, that would be a, a huge, a huge disappointment. Yeah. No. 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 No question. I think you got a lot of basketball left, and I think you can win a lot of games with with what you have right now. But but clearly, K State's better. We know West Virginia's going to be good. We know Iowa State's good. Uh, Oklahoma State probably should have beat Kansas last week in in Lawrence. Um, and it, it just doesn't leave you very many games where you go, oh, that's your night off because there's there's no there's truly no night offs in this league. It may be the best league top to bottom uh, in college basketball. Mm-hmm. It would be it'd, it'd be hard to to look at another conference and go. From the top to the bottom, you know, stem to stern, um, is is the ACC better than the Big Twelve? I don't think so. The Big Big Ten certainly isn't. Uh, the SEC hasn't been. So at least the Pac twelve, and I just I just don't see that. So I just think that this is the toughest basketball um, conference in the nation right now. And you look at all the teams that are in there, and it's hard to argue that, right? No, absolutely. I definitely agree. So I mean you. At some point in time, you're going to have to win. You can't have these quote close losses that you feel good about because I guarantee over at basketball, they're they're not feeling good about any of those close losses. They're feeling good this morning about hey, we played them close. Yeah, we've we've been down that road. That 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 road's already paved over. So we're in the in the business of winning. And uh, so far, they've uh, they've got a couple losses. By the way, that loss last night for Mark Adams, that's the first time in his head coaching career at Texas Tech at least but he's lost back-to-back games um, was last night in losing to uh, Kansas 75-72 on the heels of the loss to uh, TCU last Saturday. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Coming up at uh, 9 o'clock, it's the end of the bench on 100.7 The Score. You'll hear Dan Patrick here on Double T 97.3 The Herd with Colin Cowherd at high noon. And then uh, this afternoon, it is uh, Tech Talk on uh, Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3. We'll have uh, Lady Raider basketball tonight from Lawrence as uh, the ladies take on Kansas. That uh, coverage begins at 6.30 with play-by-play at 7 o'clock tonight from Allen Fieldhouse on uh, 100.7 The Score and 107.7 Yes FM Tech coming off of a loss to Iowa State on Saturday. They had a spirited shoot-around last night, so uh, hopefully uh, hopefully it'll be a good result tonight, though Though Kansas is a uh, extremely tough team. Uh, tough team last night uh, for the Red Raider basketball team as they fall to Kansas 75-72. to we've, uh, we've talked about that quite a bit. Do you get the sense, Jamie, that people are uh, – gravely concerned about this team or is it just concerned or is it just uh hey we're 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 okay we'll be all right all of the above i think they're all over the spectrum at this point i think there are some that are quicker to be frustrated and worry i think there are some that are more level-headed that say okay i'm going to wait a little bit more time and then i think there are some that still have um that always wear red glasses that are saying 
Okay, so that'll be cool. We'll go sixteen and two in conference play. <laughs> all is all is well. I consider you to be a pretty level-headed guy. So where do you stand? I stand at feeling. Picked you to finish fourth in the conference this year. Don't know that I'm that high anymore. Still think you're an NCAA tournament team. Not panicking. You've been close um, against two good teams to start Big 12 play. Just hate that you had to start 0-2. Does, um, what happened in Austin last night with K-State beating number six uh, Texas overly concern you or is that like a wake-up call um or did you, did you kind of see k-state coming not that you saw them winning and scoring 100 points but i mean you've you've kind of championed them a little bit this year in terms of how they've played so far and i've i've been i've been poo-pooing it a little bit but um uh it, it certainly was a wake-up call for me last night i'll, I'll say that yeah, I, I guess you can look at it two different ways. Maybe you maybe you look at it and say, man, Kansas State is good. They're going to be hard to beat. Didn't expect that. Or maybe you look at it and go, hey, the Longhorns have some troubles with their defense, so uh, maybe they're not as good as we thought they oh. were. Oh. Well, I, like, I, like, I like the way that you talked there on the other end. Uh, but it does, it does make me go, man, uh, it's, uh, it's wild when you think about it. Um, that uh, that they could go in there and do that uh, to a Texas team that you would think, regardless of who the head coach is, uh, would pride itself on its defense. And no no team uh, wants to give up a hundred points. And no team wants to get beat on their home floor, especially when you know Texas has been lauded as as high as they have been this year. And for them to get spanked like that, may, and maybe that's a wake up call for them uh, where they go, okay, well we got to we got to shore this up, and this is this is something that we can't tolerate moving forward. And so as a result of this, we're going to be a better basketball team. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's the case. Hope, hope that is the case, but I, I, you know, there, I think there are legitimate concerns for coach Adams and company that they have to work through. Um, but you need some of the young guys to grow up and start being a little bit more consistent and start being bigger factors. And um, that's hard to do for freshmen. We get it. I think we're seeing plenty of that. And so that that has me excited moving forward. I think there are guys that have showed you they still have, you know, plenty to add to their game. And and, um, I I think you love the way your team battled the end of the game last night and didn't give in. So I think that's a positive, something Coach Adams can feel good about as well. Uh, 8-19 this morning here on the Morning Drive. Take your thoughts and comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. we do uh, read comments. Uh, we do read uh, the uh, Yates Flooring Center chat line um, like this. Uh, Bullfighter says, then there's us that just want to skip basketball and get to baseball. Are you in that boat? You're, it's almost time for you. It's almost time for you. Yeah, I, I mean, you know me. I, 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 I'm not, I, you know, no offense to anybody, but I'm not a huge fan of those texts. I mean, I'm a Red Raider, so... I'm going to root for whatever sport's going on. Baseball's my favorite sport, okay? I don't think that's a, a surprise or any kind of breaking news to anybody. So I'm always excited for baseball season to get here, but not at the expense of basketball season. You know, I, I, I feel like, hey, let's just win every game in every sport, and let's just let's just do that, and sometimes they're going to be playing at the same time, and 
will win both of them. Let's just do that. And so I'm always anxious for baseball to get here, but it's not because the basketball team's winning or losing or anything like that. Have you, uh, have you been over to baseball yet to uh, kind of inspect the construction and see how it's uh, proceeding and see if they're, uh, if they made the progress that they wanted to make from end of last year to, uh, to where we are on the, on the cusp of the season getting underway in about a month. Yeah, I mean, from what I'm told, pretty much nothing that's done this year is going, or that's being done now is going to affect this year. It's, the, I mean, the new clubhouse and all that good stuff won't be ready for the players till, till next season. That's what I understand. I could be wrong on that. So, I, I mean, I, no, I haven't been over there to inspect, okay? So let me just <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Would you like to borrow my helmet? No. My construction no. helmet? I mean, I have been over there uh, a few months ago to uh, uh, to see what was going on and what they're building, but um, it looks awesome. Looks like it's going to be terrific, but at that point it was just concrete and wood, and, I mean, it was just you just had a vision. Um, but I think it's going to be great for the players. I don't, Again, I just don't know that this year's team – is going to be the one that's benefiting from it. Yeah. Yeah, I probably should stop asking you those questions because I, I think I just irritate you when I ask you those questions about going over and inspecting and things like that. No, I, you don't irritate me. It's just, I, you just ha- I have to give you the boring answer every time. <laughs> so you have to deal with a boring response to the question of, no, I don't, I don't inspect. No, I don't make suggestions. No, I don't tell people what to do. I just stay out of the way. And that's boring. Hey. I know. And that's you know, Coach Gerlich asks you for those things. Coach Tadlock and company don't ask me for those things. No, she doesn't. She doesn't seek my input on those things. <laughs> I can I can assure you of that. You're a wealth <laughs> of knowledge. <laughs> she 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 just tolerates me. I think that's the. Well, you know what I'm trying I try, to do. I try to make it so Coach Tadlock doesn't have to tolerate me. I try to make it so he doesn't know I'm there. I could do a better job of that. I think. I think I could. I could do a better job. I'm, I, I think last year, and and the lucky lady told me my initiative for 2023 is, is basically the same as 2022, is to stay in my lane. I do feel like I achieved that initiative last year. I'm going to check that off as a yes, but I'm going to I'm going to check that off as could still could still be improved. Good luck. <laughs> good, good luck. Hey, did you hear any of the discussion yesterday on on 100.7, the score of this new show on Fox where they they, they put these um, celebrities and athletes like Danny Amendola into this basically, uh, I don't know, combat training thing? I can't, I can't remember the name of the show. Jeff's probably got the name of the show off the tip of his it was, tongue. I don't, but I'm interested in it tonight. It was in a commercial I just heard a few minutes ago. Yeah, and, and Jeff said that I would be one of the first ones to tap out yesterday. That I would, I would, I would give up, and that he felt like the morning drive would would be like the first losers of that of that group. <laughs> now he may be he may be right about that, but I don't know that I would give up as quickly. Chuck, as- would you have any interest in doing the end of the bench bottom line Olympics? Well, if there's. The, it's the running that's involved that that, that gets me. This so is going to be running and holding very heavy packs over your head and carrying large right. objects and holding your breath for minutes underwater. They're going through hell week for the seals, basically. Yeah, I, I 
I you're not like interested. I'd want it's to fine. Try that. That that's not in what you're interested in doing. I feel like I'd want to try that, but I feel like that. I feel like that you're pro- you're probably right that I would probably tap out first, but I don't feel like I would give up as easily as you guys made it out to be that I would give up. I think we all have to know our limitations. I don't think yeah. Chuck is a quitter. I think Chuck is uh, I'll stay and fight, but in situations where Chuck has the skill set to stay and fight. Like, for example, he'll be told, no, I'm not paying you by the same <laughs> client ten times, yet he'll just show up in his back alley parked out there by the receiving dock to wait for a check. So clearly not giving up. But in a situation where there's running and hiking and carrying of packs and special forces, it just doesn't feel like you're strong suit. That's just my opinion. You're probably right. I, I, I should probably listen to you more. This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.